Hello, SFF Yeah listeners. Welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy, because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington. I am recording on November 5th. And today I'm talking about books I haven't talked about yet this year. I know this is supposed to be backlist, but I'm cheating because there are a few books that I read that came out this year, earlier in the year, and I just don't know when I'm going to get a chance to talk about them on the main show. So here we are. So before I dive into those, let's hear from our sponsor, which is The Perishing by Natasha Dion. Lou, a young black woman, wakes up in an alley with no memory of how she got there or where she's from, only a fleeting sense that this isn't the first time she's found herself in similar circumstances. As flashes from different times haunt her dreams, Lou begins to believe that she may be an immortal sent to this place and time for a very important reason— But what could it be? Set against the rich historical landscape of 1930s Los Angeles, this, quote, marriage of period lit with science fiction will plug the Lovecraft country-sized hole in your heart, unquote. And that was from Essence. So this is perfect for readers of N.K. Jemisin and Octavia Butler and probably also Bethany Morrow's Mem, which we've talked about a bunch on the show. Love a good period set science fiction. And Natasha's first book, Grace, was named a best book of the year by The New York Times. And now The Perishing is poised to be her breakout hit. So again, that is The Perishing by Natasha Dion. And you can pick that up today. All right. So books that I haven't already talked about this year that I still really want to talk about. We're going to start with my fantasy pick, which is Son of the Storm by Sugi Davies Okunboa. And this is such a rich epic fantasy novel, y'all. It's also the start of the series. It's a first in The Nameless Republic. Don't yell at me. It's a brand new series. And it is inspired by pre-colonial empires of West Africa. And it is so immersive, such a sensory experience. I like feel like I can see and smell and feel and hear and, you know, taste all of the things that are going on here. Okumboa really leans into the world building and the characters in an amazing way. So it takes place largely in this city of Bassa. And Danso is uh, one of our main characters. He is a scholar. He is uh, biracial. He's part of... um, Two different castes, I think, is the right word here. Possibly also ethnic groups. I get a little confused between the two of them sometimes. But anyway, he is, you know, straddling lines in society and culture here. And there is colorism and different hierarchies in place here. And he's sort of struggling to be accepted. He's also a little bit of like an absent-minded professor type. So he is like always late and maybe not like wearing his, you know, braids the way he's supposed to be. Like his clothes are dirty. He's embarrassing his fiance or betrothed or whatever the right word is. Uh, And, you know, but he has got good intentions. He's also got an eidetic memory. He can remember 
basically everything he's ever read, which makes him an excellent scholar. Uh, And he is like a little bit naive about everything that is going on. So Danza's intended Eshime is very proper and correct. She's also the daughter of a political fixer, and she is often very frustrated with Danzo about, you know, all of the things I've mentioned. Um, She also is very intent on figuring out how to secure her own place in this society and what that place looks like for her. She has big dreams and big ambitions for herself. She has a really complicated relationship with her mother as well. And that is sort of the character setup for this book. We go back and forth between Eshime and Danzo's perspectives, along with me maybe a couple others mixed in, but largely the two of them. And what happens is the city is infiltrated by someone who is not even supposed to exist, who can change the color of their skin at will, who comes from regions outside of this empire that, again, are supposed to be like lost to the ages, not even real. And Danso and Ashime get involved in this burgeoning political situation uh, and in hunting for this outsider. What are they here for? You know, what does this mean for the city and the empire? There's political rebellions. There's big adventures through very complicated and terrifying terrain. There's uncovery of all kinds of secrets, both personal and political. There's so much that happens in this book. It is a slow burn. I've been kind of surprised by the review. I guess maybe it's a little too slow for some folks. But if you love to roll around in a new world and learn all about it and get really immersed in the experience of being in that world and do like a high stakes political story, I cannot recommend this enough. I really enjoyed it. I also really loved how morally gray so many of the characters are. Like they are making complicated, sometimes very bad choices, but you can kind of see how they got there. There's also a really interesting magic system that I don't want to say too much about because I really enjoyed learning about it just from the book itself. And yeah, I just, if you are looking for, like I said, a very epic, very detailed fantasy series to start, and you're willing to be patient for the next books and with the slow burn of the story, I think this is 100% worth it. Again, that's Son of the Storm by Suyi Davies Okumboa, and it is the first in the Nameless Republic series. All right, so what's my sci-fi pick, you might be wondering? It is Gear Breakers by Zoe Hana Mikuta. And this is also the first in a new series. Sorry, not sorry. The series is also called Gear Breakers. It's technically YA, but uh, I feel like it's very crossover adjacent. There's no reason a grown-up like myself would not enjoy reading this. And it takes place in a very post- Like post-collapse plus a dystopic, horrible government future. The Empire of Godolia is very... They're bad. <laughs> they're they're like the tyrannical overlords that of, you know, dystopian sci-fi. And they enforce their rule by means of these mecha flying robot... But they're not robots. They're mechas. You know, giant flying 
creatures, mechanical creatures that are piloted by the elite of this academy. And they, like, you know, are are extremely violent in their enforcing. Uh, the mechas are known as wind-ups. And there are people who live outside of, like, the bounds of the city of Gedolia who live in what is called the Badlands. And in those Badlands are the Gearbreakers, whose job is to take apart and fight back against these wind-ups. So they've evolved all these strategies. They don't have, you know, giant mechas to fight back with, so they have had to get very creative, but they're very good at what they do. And Eris is one of the leaders of a team of Gearbreakers. She gets captured when one of her missions to capture and, uh, you know, deconstruct, decommission a windup goes badly. And she ends up meeting Sona, who is actually who we start the book with. She is at the Academy to become a windup pilot. But she comes from, she secretly has a very impoverished background and holds Godolia responsible for the deaths of everybody she loves and like the terrible things that they've done. And so she's trying to bring it down from the inside. So she's faking that she's like on board with the mission and is just waiting for the opportunity to try to bring Godolia down from the inside, like I said. So she finds out about Eris. The two of them meet. Does not go particularly well because Eris doesn't have a lot of reasons to trust Sona. But they end up escaping together, going to the Badlands, and trying to figure out how to join forces to take down Godolia. This is such a ride, y'all. Like, talk about action-packed. There's so much action here. There's also amazing cinnamon roll baby fictional characters. Oh my goodness, I love this team of gearbreakers. They broke my heart. And this author is not afraid to kill off characters is all I will say. So like gird yourself a little bit. You're going to get attached and it's going to suck. Um, but it's such a good look at what it's like to be a person coming of age in this kind of situation where violence feels like the only choice, but also reckoning with the cost of that violence to yourself. And the characters say more than once, like, we're just kids. Like, we should not have to be dealing with this. We should not have to be doing this. We should not have to be making these choices. But here we are. And like, now we're monsters. And how are we going to live with ourselves, but also make sure like we can live, period. So I think that what I love about this is both that it does the sci-fi dystopia action thing, but it's also really thinking about what that means for the characters, which is a, an update, I think, from some past dystopias that I really enjoy. I really appreciate it. And like I said, the characters, oh, you're going to love these characters. They're going to break your heart. I cannot wait for the second one. This ends on a huge cliffhanger. Don't say I didn't warn you. Uh, so again, that's Gear Breakers by Zoe Hannah Mikuta. And those are my picks for, uh, yeah, books that I didn't get to talk about already on this show for this year. So thank you all for listening. Thank you also to our sound editor, Natalie Baker, who cleans up my many flubs uh, <laughs> each and every episode. If you would like to email us, you can do that, sffia at bookriot.com. Uh, you can send in feedback. You can send in ideas for the main show, whatever you want. Pet pictures, we'll take it all. If you would like to review us, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or the Podcatcher platform of your choice. We do appreciate it. It helps other folks to find the show. 
And speaking of finding us, in between episodes, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>